Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is a great opportunity for us. Um, today, we are talking about not making excuses, and we're looking at Moses um, and what he did and what he said as the example. Come on back when, when, we're, when you're done. Hey, good morning, good morning. God bless you, everybody. Welcome into this first Sunday of March. This is March the 6th. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I had it right. March the 6th, and I am Pastor Tony Jones, and I am the pastor of Impact Fellowship. Today, we are in an alternate location because Penn State is currently on spring break. So we just uh, thank God for all of the students who are there, and, and we wish them uh, safety uh, as they're enjoying this, this time off. But we still have a message for you today, and we thank God for what he's going to do for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you know, um, today we're going to celebrate later on this afternoon, my mother-in-law, um, that's Sarah's mother, uh, her 90th birthday, Mother Adel Pointer. Uh, we're coming to you later on today, and we just want to give a big shout out to you. We know you're watching, or at least you will be watching. Uh, we just want to tell you that we love you, and happy birthday from all of us here at Impact Fellowship, we are recognizing uh, Mother Adel Pointer on her 90th birthday. That's right. We're going to celebrate you today. We're coming to you uh, real soon. Come on. I have a message um, today for, for you, and some of you may remember this message uh, before, but I, I, I got to tell you that I've been, um, they've been really uh, a praying uh, about what's going on in this world, what's going on in, in this nation. Last week, we talked about grace and what grace was, and, and we talked about some of the, the pillars of grace. But I want to share something uh, with you, um, beloved, that, that you have to understand, you, you have to get, is that no matter what you have gone through, God's plan always prevails. No matter what thing you've been dealing with, God's plan will always prevail. Remember, the enemy wants to keep you secluded. Hallelujah. He wants to keep you separated. He wants to keep you in a mindset of the past. But I'm telling you this, God did not bring you to this point just to let you stay in this place of confusion darkness, pain, embarrassment. Come on, turn with me into the book of Exodus. I'm going to go into Exodus, the third chapter. Hallelujah. Exodus, the third chapter, and we're going to begin here at verse 7. Uh, for some of you, this is going to be a very familiar story um, about Moses, but um, I'm going to treat this like nobody knows anything about Moses. So here we go. Um, and it reads, verse 7, But what things were, were gained to me, these I have counted lost. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong one. Uh, I'm, Exodus, there we go. Exodus 3, verse 7. And the Lord said, 
I have surely seen oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with, with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Hallelujah. I just want to give this message a title that says, No More Excuses. You are more than enough. No more excuses. You are more than enough. Hallelujah. Here we, we see um, Moses is in a place and he's having a conversation with God. But let me back up um, before we get to this point. I, I just got to give you a little backstory about Moses. See, Moses was born um, a... A, a Hebrew, and and because he was Hebrew, um, there was a it, there was a decree that came out from Pharaoh that said all Egyptian males uh, that were born um, should be killed. Hallelujah! So Moses' family had sent him and put him in a basket and put him in the uh, a river, and that basket with the baby Moses in it found its way, hallelujah, uh, uh, to the uh, Pharaoh's uh, house. And in other words, Moses was accepted into a family that he was not born into. The scripture says that Moses uh, was raised as a prince of Egypt. In other words, he was in succession to be the Pharaoh. The scripture goes on to say that uh, uh, Moses was made aware that he was not of Egyptian descent, but he was of Hebrew descent. The scripture goes on to say that, that Moses was exiled. And again, I'm trying to shorten this, this story here. Moses was exiled, but in the, in the attempt to exile Moses, the, the whole purpose was that Moses would perish in the desert. The scripture says that Moses came um, into a land, hallelujah, um, owned by uh, Jethro, glory to God, who turned out to be later uh, Moses' father-in-law, glory to God. So here we pick up the story of a man who was uh, uh, born of, a, of one race, raised in another, glory to God, exile, and now he is face-to-face -face with God. Glory to God. So here we see that um, God is sharing with Moses that, Moses, I hear the cries of the people. Glory to God. And not only do I hear the cries of the people, 
I'm going to do something about it. Glory to God. And so here we see that Moses is in conversation with God. Now, I can imagine in, in Moses' flesh, when God is sharing what he's going to do, he's feeling pretty good about what's going on. Amen. Uh, 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 God is sharing with Moses the uh, details of what he's thinking and then what he's going to do. But then something happens, glory to God, um, that, that as God is saying what he's going to do, he tells Moses, and Moses, I'm going to send you to bring my people out of bondage. But And this is where um, we, we pick up our uh, uh, text here. So we understand that Moses began making excuses. And watch this. Excuses uh, is defined as an attempt to release from an obligation or duty by mitigating circumstances. Mitigating is means to lessen the severity of the action. By definition, an excuse sounds like something that belongs, hallelujah, in a courtroom. Amen. Watch this. See, because of what was going on, Moses realized how large this thing that God was going to do was. Glory to God. Remember, he was raised as an Egyptian heir. Glory to God. He was a prince. So he recognized that there was a lot of things that was going to go on. Now watch this. I believe that now, I believe that Moses was feeling a certain way. I believe that Moses may have felt a little uh, hurt because of the situation that he uh, has come out of. I believe that Moses was uh, feeling some pain, glory to God, because of the situation that he came out of. And I believe that Moses was might have been feeling a little embarrassment because of the situation that he came out of. Listen, why is this important? Because these same feelings are things that we as fleshly beings in what 2022 feel. Glory to God. But what the enemy wants you to do is to miss your assignment. What the enemy wants you to do is to miss your purpose. Why is that important? Because if you miss your assignment, then you miss your blessing. Hallelujah. Let's move on. By definition, an excuse is made in an attempt for us to be our own judge and jury. Uh, and, and why is that important? The problem is, is that just like in a courtroom, uh, the excuse of the offender only holds weight in our minds. To those around us, excuses never seem to vindicate our actions quite like we hope. So in other words, every time we make an excuse, to us, it sounds good. But to others, it's like, what are you talking about? It doesn't make sense. And, and so too are the, the things that, that Moses was experiencing. When we were young, our excuses are often cute. <laughs> they are harmless enough. As we grow older, excuses often turn into parts of our DNA. Mm. Watch this. Have you ever met someone who had an excuse for everything? Everything. Uh, even Benjamin Franklin said, uh, uh, he that is good at making excuses 
is seldom good for anything else. In other words, whenever you make excuses as to why you cannot do something, hallelujah, all you do is begin to show that there is a broken place that's in us, glory to God, or in you. Excuses were, let's talk about where it came from. <clears throat> Excuses were born out of sin. Genesis, the third chapter. God confronts Adam and Eve in, about their sin of eating the fruit. Adam says, it was the woman that you gave me. Hallelujah. Did you see what just happened? Adam's excuse was, well, God, if it wasn't for the woman that you gave me, then this thing would not have happened. Watch this. Eve says, it wasn't my fault, God. It was that serpent. See, the serpent was the mitigating circumstance. That was the, if the serpent wasn't there, then I wouldn't have uh, uh, gave the fruit to Adam and and we wouldn't have eaten it. So again, we make the excuses for ourselves. Let's watch this and let's go to Exodus, the third chapter. The nation of Israel was enslaved by Egypt when God came to Moses in the form of a burning bush. Now watch this. God says, I have heard the cries of Israel and I have, and I am here to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians. Now, I'm sure right now, Moses was like, yeah, God, go ahead and do that. That's right, God. We, I, I support that, God. That's right. You should uh, uh, bring uh, uh, the, the children out. But watch this. But then God says something else. And I'm going to use you. Hallelujah. And this is when Moses began to use excuses. Now, uh, I'm going I'm, I'm to give you four um, examples of excuses that Moses used, and then I'm going to connect it to what we do um, today. Excuse number one. Who, me? I'm nobody. Moses says, who am I? See, this is the, the first excuse that, that Moses used. And oftentimes, um, it is the exact, the, the exact same thing that we say. Who, me? No, I'm not doing that. That's, that's not for me. When we say this, we say that, God, uh, I am actually doubting you. I am doubting that you can do this by using me. So God, you don't want to use me. Uh, uh, you want to use Aaron. Uh, uh, he, he's more, he's more likable than, than I am. Um, but watch this. When, when we say, when we say that God, um, that you, you, you're, you're, when we say that, when we doubt God, there it is. I'm sorry. When we doubt God, we say, God, you have made a mistake. One thing about God is that he doesn't make mistakes. Everything that he does is done with a purpose. Everything that he's done is strategically set and appointed just for you. Hallelujah. Moses was saying, I can't do this. Look at all my past mistakes. No doubt Moses was dwelling on his, his own failures. Hallelujah. And so too do we. Uh, we often deal with the fact that, well, maybe I wasn't successful at something, but you don't understand, God, I messed that thing up. Hallelujah. 
Have you ever used your past as an excuse? I have. Have you ever used an attempt and failure um, uh, in the past as a reason to never try something again? Some of you were deeply wounded by something that you attempted to do in the past. Let me encourage you here. Trust God to heal that thing that's on the inside. And he will not only heal you, but through your obedience to him, he will, hallelujah, he will open up other opportunities. I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to be very uh, transparent here. When I was in elementary school, I had a music teacher, and I forget her name right now, but I was somewhere in the uh, third or fourth grade, and uh, we were all singing in, in class, and, and, and she heard my voice, and, and she said, Anthony, I want you to sing this. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not singing that. I'm, mm. um, because I wasn't singing in a group. I would have been singing by myself. And see, at this point in, in, in my uh, uh, young life, um, I had a condition of stuttering. Um, and because of my lack of fluency in speech, I didn't want to attempt anything. And so she moved on, and it was time to, uh, uh, class was ending, and she says, Anthony, come here. Now, this teacher was very, uh, how, how can I say this? She was very um, encouraging, but she was very blunt, glory to God. And she said something to me. She said, why aren't you going to sing? And I, and I told her, I'm like, I stutter. And because I stutter, they laugh at me. And I'm not, I don't want them to laugh at me. She said, listen, son. <laughs> it's a funny part. She said, listen, son, singing is on the other side of, of the brain. So when you sing, you won't stutter. So what other excuse do you have? And it was at that moment um, that I couldn't say anything else. She said, now sing this. And I forget what song it was. And I sang the song. She said, now what, what's the problem? Why is this important? Because so many times, because of what we've been through, um, we don't want to do something. But watch this. Your current situation or your, or your past situation does not disqualify you from any future assignment, position, or opportunity. You can't, hallelujah, take what you have been through and use it as an excuse not to go forward. Yes, there's been some bad relationships. Yes, there's been some bad investments. Yes, there have been some bad decisions. There have been some poor decisions. There have been some no decisions. But God is still calling you to move. Hallelujah. Excuse number two. What if I go, and this is found in uh, uh, Exodus chapter 3 around verse 13. Now Moses says this. What if I go and they ask who sent me? And this is the part that I love. Um, God says this, tell them I am who I am sent you. It's not about you, Moses. That's what God is saying. It's not about, it's not about you, uh, uh, Austin. It's not about you, Aaron. But it's about God. It's about him because he's trying to do something. He's just trying to use you to do it. Hallelujah. Excuse number three, and I'm almost done. Uh, Exodus chapter four, around verse one, it says, Moses says this to God, they won't believe me. See, he was not worried about Pharaoh 
um, that Pharaoh would not believe him. He was worried the people he was trying to rescue would not believe him. Why is that important? So many times we won't do something because we care too much about what other people think about what we're going to do. We don't want to be laughed at. We don't want to be talked about. But let me tell you something this uh, about this, beloved, is that God is not going to set you up to be destroyed. He's not going to set you up for failure. My uh, uh, brother-in-law, uh, Charles Robertson, would, would say this. Listen, um, let me tell you something about excuses. He said, um, your friends don't need them because they love you, and your enemies won't believe it anyway. So you don't have to worry about making excuses. This part is, is important. Stop worrying about people who don't care about you. Every time you put value into what someone else thinks that's not God, you devalue uh, uh, the power that God has. I've been places where, um, you know, we would be in, in, in church and, and, and the, uh, the, the, the leader, the pastor would say, come on, everybody raise your hands. And, and only half the building would raise their hand because the other half was too embarrassed. But every time we miss the opportunity to do what God is saying, we miss our blessing. Some of us are still in the same situation because we care too much about what other people think. Hallelujah. Come on, let's move on. Uh, excuse number three. They won't believe me. He was not worried about Pharaoh, but he, was, he would not believe that Pharaoh wouldn't believe him, but he was worried about the people. God never denied people would doubt. God just says, I will convince them. Hallelujah. See, it's not on you. God told Moses, like, listen, Moses, you don't have to worry about anybody else. I will take care of them. Um, all you have to do is do what I'm saying to do. I'll convince them. That's my job. Every time we try to put ourselves in the seat of God, we get in the way. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Every time we try to put ourselves in the seat of God, we, we, we get in the way. God is saying that, listen, I don't need you to try to convince anybody. I will do that. I don't need you to try to change someone's opinion. I will do that. We, God doesn't need us to do his work. He just needs us to say yes to his will. Notice, God never asked Moses to, to use anything that he wasn't already equipped with. And here we go. This one's going to sting a little bit. You already have every gift, every tool that you need, God has already blessed you with. God didn't ask Moses to use anything that he didn't already have. God has already blessed you. God has already gifted you everything that you need. What God did not give you was fear. The scripture says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Why is this important? Because fear is stopping you right now from moving forward. 
God has been trying to get something to you for years, months, days, weeks, but you've been so afraid of what other people thought. You've been so afraid about uh, uh, messing up. You've been so afraid of, uh, about looking crazy or looking stupid that you haven't done anything. And so too was Moses. Moses was in that exact same seat. Last excuse. Moses said, well, listen, God, I don't speak well. See, I don't have any fluency in my uh, speech. God said to Moses, listen, I understand that. I tell you what, if it makes you feel better, take your brother Aaron. Hallelujah. He speaks well. And not only will um, you speak to him, but I'm going to speak to you and you speak to him. And then uh, uh, the people will hear what I'm saying. Why is this important? God will always provide assistance where you need it. Hallelujah. So many times we just uh, uh, confuse things because we want to do it all ourselves. It's not a... Mm, it's not about you. It's about God. God has, has, has so much available for you. Don't be afraid. Move. Step out. Leap. <clears throat> Take a leap of faith. See, that's where that, that term comes from. It says, it, what it means is, is that, listen, I know my situation. I know the things that have been in my past. I know the things that I have done. I know the things that I have messed up, but I'm going to believe God because God is saying, move. And that's what God was saying to Moses. He said, Moses, I've heard the cries of my people. And because of that, I'm sending you. He has so much uh, um, in, in, in store for us. Let me move on uh, real quick. Uh, um, Paul says it this way. Listen, he says, forgetting the things, and this is found in Philippians, the, the third chapter, around the 13th verse. It says, uh, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Listen, everybody has a past. Everybody has a past. You, you know what? The best thing about um, the past, the past is always behind you. God has a future and a plan for all of us. And he's just waiting for us to say yes. I'm going to stop right here because I don't want to get into uh, what we're going to do next week. Um, but understand this, um, uh, beloved, is that God is trying to, 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 to pull us out of that funk. Stop focusing on the people who don't matter. People have been talking about you since you've been born. You don't believe me? Ah, watch this. You know, have you ever, have you ever saw a, a, a newborn and, and, and somebody said, oh, look how beautiful this baby is. And you were like, uh. Same thing. People have been talking about you since you were born. But I want to I wanna share this with you. Um, just because they're talking, hallelujah, remember, they talked about Jesus. 
But just because they're talking, it doesn't mean that you're not called. Just because that they are talking, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful. God has a plan. And he's ready to execute that plan on your behalf. He's just waiting for you to say yes. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Father, we thank you for these, your people. Father, we thank you for what you're saying and what you are doing to us and for us, Lord God. Now, Father, change our hearts, change our minds, Father. Father, we don't want to be like Moses was. We don't want to have a bunch of excuses. But Lord God, we want to begin to run after you. Heal us, Lord God, of all the hurt, the pain, the embarrassment. Jesus, you are the only one who can do the impossible. So, Father, we believe you right now. And, Father, we believe you, Lord God, to not leave us in this place. But, Father, I thank you right now for turning our minds and our eyes toward you. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. What others think doesn't matter. It's what you think. So, Father, we thank you for just being the God of all flesh. We thank you for your healing power. Now, Lord God, you see where this where this world is, Father, concerning wars that have been that has, has happened, that has cropped up. Father, I thank you for bringing peace. We touch and agree concerning this, this, this world, Lord God. Father, bring peace to this, this land. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Heal. Deliver. Restore. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We adore you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Listen, God is very simple. He's just trying to get us to move. Some of us are still in the same place we were a year ago, two years ago. And he wants us to be prosperous. He wants to prosper us in him. Some of us are, are waiting for healings right now for loved ones. But we can't get past that, that, that so-and-so wasn't healed. Let me tell you something, beloved. They that trust in the Lord, hallelujah, shall see uh, uh, the goodness of the Lord. All we have to do is believe him. Trust him and then wait for him to move on our behalf. God bless you. Right now, we're going to move right into giving. Um, it is it's time for, for the offering. Um, please uh, share your, your offering and your tithe with us. You can send it at um, the cash app is dollar sign impact fellowship. We appreciate all of you who have been giving that we can uh, 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 get this word out um, to many. See, we didn't think we were going to be here, 
uh, during this pandemic, but God made a way that we can share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you. Amen. Right now, what we're going to do is this. Um, if we can just go ahead and turn that back. Thank you. What we're going to do is, is, is this. Um, we're going to get ready to go. Um, but I just want to encourage you all. Trust God. Wait on him. And watch him do everything that he is calling us to do. Moses made a lot of excuses. But God answered all of his his excuses. And Moses went. And because Moses uh, was obedient to God, hallelujah, he was, was blessed with the opportunity to be with him. God is trying to give us that same opportunity. But he's waiting for us to say yes to his will and yes to his way. God bless you, everybody. Um, and again, I hope um, this message has, has really uh, hit the area that, that you needed. Um, and if, if you need anything, please um, um, look for us. Um, we are here for you. God bless you this and have a good week in God on purpose. God bless you, everyone. Wow, this was an exciting uh, a message. Listen, if you find yourself in that same place, um, remember, your past is behind you for a reason. And let's not um, be weighted down by what other people think. Let's not be weighted down by fear uh, of failing. But let's move forward in God. He's calling us. And because he's calling us, he has a plan and a purpose for us specifically. God bless you.